0: Hello, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast, a series of healthy conversations with influential hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast, the second healthy episode for 2022. Um, I'm excited to be back in your ears with another awesome healthy conversation, which I know you are going to love. There's so much goodness in this episode. But first, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Beautifully Healthy, which is the incredible online health, wellness and beauty store that is a major sponsor of this podcast. If you're a regular listener or if you follow me on Instagram, you would have heard me raving about them for quite a while now and all for good reason. They stock over 6,000 of the best must-have health, beauty and wellness products. Beautifully Healthy is literally a one-stop shop. So, personally, some of my favorite reasons for shopping online at beautifullyhealthy.com.au is their incredible discounts that they offer on literally the leading products. Seriously, every time I'm on there, I can't believe how cheap some of the products are, as well as receiving free express shipping when you spend over $80. And if that's not enough, they also give you a free gift when you spend over $80. And it's not just any gift. It's literally a full-size product that you actually get to choose from. So I've got things like mascaras, a collagen face mist, like so many amazing things that I can actually use every single day. Plus their range includes everything from your vitamins and supplements right through to yoga mats and workout equipment. Like I said, it is literally a one-stop shop for all of your health, beauty and wellness needs. So they've also recently launched their brand new loyalty program, which is what I wanted to tell you about today. It's completely free to sign up and it means that you can earn points on every dollar you spend online. So as part of the program, you'll receive free shipping on all orders. You'll also get annual bonus boxes filled with beauty and wellness must-haves, plus so much more. So I've included a link in the show notes for you so that you can click on it now, you can sign up for free, or you can also browse their range of epic products as you listen to this episode. Happy shopping at beautifullyhealthy.com.au. Now let's get into today's healthy conversation. Today I'm thrilled to once again be joined by the divine Isabel Cornish. Known to many for her time as Vicky on Puberty Blues, Isabel is an Australian actress, model, and now author. Releasing her first book, The Why, on February 1st, Isabel joined me from her home in Lennox Head, New South Wales, to chat about all things healthy habits. An advocate for mindfulness and conscious living, Isabel oozes wisdom and is living proof of how your healthy habits can create an epic life. In this healthy convo, we chat about goal setting and how to stay focused on your vision, practical ways to be more conscious in your day-to-day life, and the power of the present moment. Here's Isabel. Hello, Isabel, and welcome back to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. It's good to be back. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat to you again. And obviously, a massive congratulations on your new book,
1: The Why. How exciting. How are you feeling now? It's out in the world and in people's hands. Yeah, I'm so stoked because it's good. You work on, I worked on this project for so long and it's nice to finally have the book in the hands of people that I wrote it for. Love that. That's so exciting. So I wanted to start today's chat by finding out what your
0: word for 2022 is. I feel like the days of having new resolutions are almost beyond us. And I've seen a lot on social media lately of of people having a word
1: and I guess being more intentional with a theme for the year. So what's yours? Um, I have a few, but I would say that my main one at the moment is let it go. So that mean, can mean like letting go of of even like uh, past ideas about ourselves and past definition of ourselves. You know, we sometimes wake up every day and click play on ourselves, like play on Isabel or play on John or or um, Sophie, and it's like letting go of everything and like opening up for newness in even the way that I thought I was or, yeah, so just like letting go of myself in order to be open to experience the new. I love that. That's
0: amazing. Where did that learning come from for you personally? Like where did you kind of develop that?
1: I would probably say um, I've been like diving headfirst back into Buddhism books at the moment. So I'd probably say the Buddhism teachings, you know, because they talk a lot about how our reality is like uh, the reality that we see is made from our opinions and we come to conclusions on things all the time. So if we can check in and try and be present and constantly let go of things that we've picked up or our opinions on things, then we're open to the present moment, to the here and now. So I would say that it was influenced by that.
0: And I guess, do you have any rituals or practices that you really love and I guess are really helping you to set a beautiful tone for the year ahead? So more things, I guess, that you might do around the New Year's time that really just helps you bring that
1: feel good energy into a new year? Yeah, so meditation and journaling would be the top two. And then dance as well. I find dance really powerful if you use it like after a journaling session to embody feelings that you want to cultivate. So dance is a, is a tool for me to, you know, because it's one thing to think things, but we have to integrate those thoughts into feelings and into ways of being. So, you know, if you do some journaling and uncover more essence that you want to build, then you can use a practice like dance or yoga and breath work to start to integrate those feelings into your body. So I'd say those have been pretty powerful for me at the start of the new year. And what does your journaling practice look like? Is that something you kind of
0: just free write in the moment or do you use questions or do you kind of have, what's your approach to journaling?
1: Yeah. So I use a lot of the questions that I encourage people to ask in the book. I have like some journaling prompts in my new book, the why. So I'll even go back to those myself every few months. And then otherwise on a day-to-day basis, I'll use creativity to spark journaling. So whether it's like writing a poem or a song about like my feelings or about some sort of expression, and then I'll use that to spark my journaling session. And at the moment, what does your
0: day-to-day look like? You know, do you kind of do the journaling and meditation from the get-go or is that a practice that you do later in the day? And, yeah, how does the rest of your day pan out?
1: Yeah, so at the moment I'm um, doing work for the book. So I'll do my meditation and my journaling. Most of the time my meditation's in the morning, but then some days I'll leave it to a little bit later. And then my journal I'll usually grab it multiple times a day for like short, short sessions and then yeah so I kind of free flow at the moment because I'm not on a strict schedule so i kind of like that I like that lifestyle going with the flow but movements are non-negotiable for me healthy eating and then taking time out to you know meditate or journal they're the things that I make sure that I do each day And I guess when you're even in more of a structure, say if you're on a show or doing some filming or something like that, do you make sure you're always implementing those things as well? Yeah, definitely. So if I'm shooting, then I'll definitely do my meditation practice either before I go to work or while I have a break in the morning, like say, for instance, after hair and makeup or while I'm waiting in my trailer, but they'll always be a part of my lifestyle because that's what I see healthy habits as. They're tools that help us to live the epic life we want. So they help me to Mm -hmm. perform better. That's not another thing on my to-do list. It's actually something that I want to do because I know that it positively impacts my day. And where did you first begin to really, I guess, learn about and also implement
0: these healthy habits and, you know, find the impact that they're having on your life?
1: So I was about age 17 actually when I did the first season of Puberty Blues. I had this <laughs> moment that I write about in the book actually where I was in the hair and makeup trailer and I just realised that like I needed healthy habits. There was no question about it. Yeah. And then like I was really into journaling back then and art and creativity but that's when I realised that I needed healthy habits and that's when I started to study yoga, started to get into um, – like other practices, like meditation, and get more into movement and things like that. So that was kind of when it started. And then, I mean, this book's kind of like a decades worth of um, the practices that I used, the practices that I adapted, and ones that I created to help me on the journey of life. So, so cool. It's literally like a bible for people. Like to have all of your healthy habits
0: in the, in their hand. It's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I was saying to you before this how it landed on my doorstep today. And I was like, this is so crazy. I'm literally about to interview you and here's a book. So I'm so excited to read it. Um, I've flicked through the digital version and it just looks so beautiful. It looks like so much, yeah, love and energy has gone into it. So I really can't wait to start reading it. What was it like for you getting that physical copy in your hands and just seeing all of that hard work?
1: I was so stoked. Like I had one of those moments like, oh shit, like Because I edit a digital file the whole time and there's something about actually having the book in my hand that made it feel real and, yeah, it was an awesome moment. I'll never forget that moment.
0: Speaking on moments, do you ever go back and reflect on moments and use that energy to kind of realign you if there's something that you're working towards and you're in a bit of a slump? Like I guess the last two years for a lot of people have been really tough to kind of get that motivation, creative energy. How do you go back and kind of use energy from past experiences?
1: For sure. I was actually reflecting on one of these yesterday with a friend. Um, So about About two years ago, I walked past a bookstore in where I live in Lennox Head and I saw the bookstore window and I was like, I'm going to write a book it's going to be in that window. And then I used that memory throughout the process, you know, when it was like when I was on a deadline and like shit was hitting the fan and I was just so tired. I'd be like, remember the bookstore window, remember the bookstore window. So, you know, we can take little moments and we can – use them to like fuel our fire and to keep us on track. And just like, it can just be a photographic memory or it could be a little slogan or like even slogans that I use when I'm training and things like, you know, like don't give up, like whatever your personal slogan is or Nike's got, just do it. So we can develop these little one worders to say to ourselves when we need them.
0: Yeah. I find it such a powerful practice, especially to get you through your, yeah, like you said, deadlines or something, you know, that's Not necessarily the fun and glamorous part of something that is going to be the fun and glamour. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And talking on books, has there been any, you know, other books written by other people that have really positively impacted your mindset over the journey that it kind of stand out for you?
1: Yeah, so many health and wellness books like I could just list off forever. And then in terms of like Buddhism books and things like that, like Pima Chodron, I absolutely adore. And then like Eckhart Tolle. They're two of my favorite authors. I mean, there's so many I could write. Like I've got actually a list of books I like on my blog. But, yeah, I kind of pull from everywhere, like really nerdy um, health and wellness books and then like Chinese philosophy and then I go study Buddhism and then I just like flick around a little bit and take bits from everywhere, which is what I hope everyone does, you know, because we've got to find what's unique to us and what resonates with us and then let go of what doesn't.
0: So true. And it's like reading truly unlocks what I find. It unlocks wisdom in you because it's like the moment that something resonates, you're like, oh, wow, you feel it like so deeply. And it's like it unlocks that wisdom inside you to then carry it on into your day and, you know, teach it to those around you and influence people around you in your everyday life. I'm actually reading The Power of Now at the moment, which is an Eckhart Mm -hmm. Tolle book, and then I'm going to read yours. So I'm very excited. I was like, oh, this is a really nice transition into books. So, yeah, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. I find reading a very soothing practice at nighttime now as well. It's something that it's just like a non-negotiable before bed. have to read a few pages, hopefully more than that, but a few pages every night. Yeah. Yeah. So did you grow up loving books and reading or was that something that kind of – uh, like a love that you kind of started to develop as you got older.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely wasn't into books when I was younger. I was just like always just running around <laughs> trying to burn off as much energy as possible. I feel like I got <laughs> I got into books like around seventeen, eighteen when I got inspired by health and I was working in this industry and I'm like I need I need to learn. Like I was ready. I was ready for wisdom and that's kind of when I dived into books at about 17, 18 it started more with like specific health and wellness books and um, learning about different diets and different healing practices and then it kind of um went out from there. And what inspires you on a day-to-day basis? Like
0: obviously you play a lot of different roles um, in terms of author, actor, you know, modeling, you do some social media stuff like what inspires you to kind of stay creative in all of those different facets of your life?
1: I would say trying to be present and then looking for wisdom in all places. Like we have our um, analytical mind, but then also under that, we've always got wisdom. So it's like we can use, you know, meditation and staying present to, you know, ask questions constantly so that, you know, we see something and we let that thing positively affect us. So I get a lot of inspiration from nature, from music, and then by like digging deeper all the time, like looking for the Mm. wisdom in all places and looking for what can I learn from this or just like seeking inspiration. We'll be right back after this healthy break.
0: Hello, beautiful friends. With meditation and journaling constantly popping up as a healthy habit that guests swear by, I wanted to quickly jump in to share a easy and effective way that you can start creating a healthy ritual for yourself today. Introducing my High Vibes Bundle, which includes the Own Your Magic Notepad, which has two months worth of journal entries in it. So this is literally my own journal practice, which I use every day to align my energy with my dreams and also make my goals a reality. It is incredible how powerful this practice truly is. Plus, you'll also get the Own Your Magic Meditation Album, Which includes three guided meditations, all mindfully written by meditation teacher and manifestation mentor, Rochelle Fox, someone who I absolutely adore and learn so much from. Um, And the meditations are all guided by me. So together, the meditation and the journal practice is about a 15 minute daily ritual, and it will literally help to raise your vibrational frequency and it'll allow you to own your own magic so you can get the High Vibes bundle now by clicking the link in the show notes or you can head to thehealthyhustlers.com. I promise you are going to absolutely love this. So make twenty twenty two your best year yet with the Own Your Magic notepad and meditation album. Let's get back to today's episode. So how do you use your time in nature? Like do you have music on? Are you immersed in stuff or are you really just like sitting and taking it in?
1: Yeah, so a bit of both. It just depends. Um, I go through periods where I can't listen to any music. Well, I, my favourite thing is to walk in nature. That's my favourite thing. So I go through periods where like I really like music and then where I need just silence. So yeah, and then you know I find I have a lot of creative ideas when I'm walking in nature without headphones on just gives me time to really like rewire and gives me space to to think and no phone there. And when I don't listen to music, I won't take my phone, you know, because we're constantly bombarded with distractions. And often like these distractions are what keep us from finding wisdom or finding inspiration. So if we can minimize our distractions by spending time without our phone or going out into nature or putting our phone away for an hour or two, then we're going to, you know, have – more time for introspection.
0: Now, given, you know, we're still at the start of the year and I know it's something you talk about in your book is goal setting. And I feel like people are really invested in that at this time of year. And I'd love to know kind of what your approach to goal setting is and, and how you stay true to those, I guess, like how you kind of keep staying focused on those goals throughout the year. You know, obviously creating a book is such a huge goal and a huge process.
1: What's important to me is, you know, setting goals and then also integrating the why of those goals so not just saying i want to do this but you have to have meaning and purpose behind the things you want to do otherwise you're not going to have the motivation to do it so spending time thinking about when you do your goal setting practice like why do i want to achieve this what does this mean to me what feelings are attached to this goal and then making like a goal setting poster or taking a few words from that that you can remind yourself of so if it's a feeling word like that's going to bring more joy into my life, or, you know, that's going to help me to build strength or make me feel empowered, then we can take those words and then use them as a reminder and begin to integrate those feelings. So if it's connected to you, why? It would be much easier for motivation to last, but that's why you go to intrinsic motivations and extrinsic motivations. So, um, you know, if you're doing it to please someone else, then, then it's probably not going to stick as well. So getting clarity on like if the goals are important to you or if they're important to someone else and that's why you want to reach them. And then also working backwards. So saying, this is my big goal. Okay, well, I've defined that, but what are the simple things I can do today to get me to that goal? So then it's just concentrating on those simple things. For instance, if my goal is to learn the piano, my simple task for the days might be 10 minutes of piano each day or 20 minutes of piano. So then I'm concentrating on that and then it's not overwhelming. How do you kind of keep reminding
0: your mind and your, your brain of that is what your goal is that you're working towards? Because I often find like you were saying with distractions before, there are a lot of distractions and people have those detours quite easy with things like social media and, you know, maybe seeing someone else in a similar industry do something or, you know, they might launch a new project and it sparks an idea in them that, oh, I want to do that too. And so we can I find we can detour from our goals very easily. How do you kind of stay laser focused day to day? Like, do you have a, a practice that you use or do you have your goals written out? How do you kind of constantly
1: remind yourself of what yours is? There's a few different ways that I like to do it. So either definitely write down your goals in your journal and usually three goals is enough and then you can make like a three-month plan for those goals. And a three-month cycle is really helpful to work in. But then, yeah, I will like write a poster or you can write – um A reminder in your iPhone. So you might write down your three goals and then you'll set a reminder in your iPhone. So it alerts you at like 12 o'clock each day. And those three words will just pop up on your phone. So then it's like a, it's a reminder to stay on track and on path. Otherwise, you know, your bathroom, like a little post-it note in your bathroom or on your fridge or something is a good way to. And how many goals do you focus on usually a year? Are you kind of like a
0: three goals, five goals?
1: What's your – do you have a bit of a limit? <laughs> um, I I have a lot of goals, but then I will focus on <laughs> – because <the stress. laughs> I have like my personal goals and I have like my creative goals and I have my music goals and then I have my work goals. <laughs> so, you know, but the, I prioritize. So I might have like 10 main goals, but I'm working on three goals Three main goals, and then the other things is like if I get time, then I'm going to dive into those, or that I'm going to work on those things, but they necessarily don't need to be finished this year. Like for instance, playing the guitar—that's just like a constant goal, but it's not time limited. So three, I think three, three is enough. Sometimes it can
0: get overwhelming once you go over that as well, because it's like you think a year is so long, but like it actually goes so fast. You know, when you put personal things in there work life family like you consumed a lot of the time um yeah and I feel like we're all learning the importance of rest slowly after the last few years so I feel like yeah three goals is a really it's a nice number I used to always have like six then I'd get to the end of the year and I'd be like oh I've only achieved like two or three of them and I'd be so disheartened whether mm. I'm like Three is so achievable. Like I can, I can achieve three major goals in a year yeah. <laughs> and end of the year being really proud. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So in your book, you chat a lot about being more conscious and obviously, you know, we've definitely touched on this in the way of meditation and journaling, but I guess for listeners who might be new to this, can you expand a little bit on it? And I guess also maybe give some, some practical tips of
1: how people can start to become more conscious in their day-to-day life awareness is a good way. So, you know, being the present moment can also help us to be more conscious, but, you know, having awareness of, you know, the way we act and the things we do, what impact they might have on other people around us or the earth or the environment, like there's this ignorance isn't bliss kind of thing. So, you know, understanding the impact that you can have on others and then, yeah, just having awareness about that. So just thinking about, Thinking about all the steps, you know, so like if I use plastic, if I can produce my plastic, then it's going to have this positive impact on the environment. And, you know, if I can be more present and calm, then I can hopefully, you know, have more positive interactions in my day-to-day life and I can be open to, you know, help other, my friends or my family or be open to just listen to what they're saying. Because if we're stuck in our mind, then we're, we're not often, we're not conscious enough to, like be able to really um, take in someone else's saying, take in that experience with them. When you speak about awareness, like what is, what would you say
0: kind of the first point of becoming aware of our actions and thoughts is like, how do people actually create that awareness in the first place for, for what they're doing?
1: So I would say understanding that there's a pause. So between everything that happens to us, that we have a moment where we can pause before we react So understanding that there's that moment and then once we have awareness that there's this gap, you know, something happens to us, there's a pause and then we can react but we can also pause and choose a solution or choose a response, not Mm. a reaction. So when we can understand that there is that moment, then we can start to use our awareness to pause in that moment just that little bit longer and then we might not react, we might be able to respond, we might be able to choose So that's a good way. That's awesome advice. You're so wise, honestly. (laughs) When I was looking through your book, I
0: was like – you were just so wise for your age. You know those. You know when you meet people and you're just like your like your soul has obviously been here multiple multiple times because so. <laughs> you're just like on this earth right now in this lifetime with just such a beautiful mission and you're just so incredibly wise and I'm like I feel like I know fifty year olds that wouldn't even have like half the knowledge or awareness. <laughs> oh, That's funny. I hope and I wasn't an so animal. blown away by like. <laughs>
1: I hope it was an animal. I hope it was like a tiger or a snake. What would you like to be? A tiger or a snake for sure. A big python, like a really dangerous one.
0: (laughs) I love that. That is so good. So good. Um, Obviously, you know, we've established your new book is all about healthy habits and I feel like it is just so aligned with this podcast and, you know, anyone who listens to this regularly is going to love your book. But what is a way that people can really make, I guess, these healthy habits long-term and sustainable? Because I feel like we often get caught in that trap and I'm so guilty of it, of like, you know, trying new things or seeing a new fad and we can like get stuck on, oh, I'm going to try doing that. But it's like, how do we actually make these healthy habits long-term and sustainable so that they are serving us to, you know, really have that epic, beautiful life?
1: I would say a few tips, but keep it simple. So also integrating your why, having the positive benefits. But I feel like, you know, it's all about keeping it simple. And I believe in actually developing a broad range of healthy habits, but we don't have to do those healthy habits all the time. So that's why, like, I have my meditation, my breath work, my exercise, my dance, but I don't use them all on the same day in my journaling. So some days I'm like, I'm feeling like really upbeat today. I'm just going to use my dance and then, Like the next day, I'm like, I'm going to meditate. So I feel like not limiting ourselves to one thing, but, you know, trying a different collection of healthy habits and then flowing with life and flowing those healthy habits into our lives because then they're more achievable and then we have more desire to do them. So not limiting ourselves to one Mm -hmm. thing and keeping it simple by, you know, having a toolkit and then checking in with ourselves. Okay, what do I actually feel like doing today out of my healthy habits toolkit? Love that. Love a good toolkit. You can't go wrong with one. It's so good. Um, And another really
0: big focus in the book is mindfulness, which, you know, obviously the way you've been talking and all of your, you know, your passions and your enthusiasm shows that you obviously have a very mindful life because you're so aware of of what serves you and what doesn't. Do you have any kind of fun um, and easy ways that listeners can maybe start
1: practicing mindfulness yeah so I have one um, little exercise in the book which is really helpful that I can share now so um, you can go and find a flower so you can just sit and look at the flower or you can hold the flower in your hand and you can spend a few mi- minutes just taking in the in the flower with all of your senses checking in with your senses like what can you smell it what does it smell like if you're holding it in your hands. Can you feel it? What are the textures? And then if you're looking at it, like what colours does it have? What does its essence feel like? And every time you drift off to a thought, you bring yourself back to the awareness of the flower. So that's a simple way where we can, you know, we're constantly, the thoughts are constantly turning over, but we're in the present moment. We're not thinking about what the flower felt like five minutes ago. We're thinking about new aspects of the flower and about its essence so that can teach us to you know have a thought but come back to the moment and then we can use that mindfulness in our life you know if we're cooking dinner we can like check in with the smells that we're smelling and check in like make sure we're not in our thoughts and come back to the moment like okay what am I gonna put in this next like how does it taste and yeah just bringing ourselves back by using our senses is a really easy way Isabel, what has the future got in store for
0: you? What's what's coming up?
1: I like to stay in the flow of life, so I definitely have ideas and things that I'm creating, but I also like to keep one door open all the time in case I just want to, like, go on a big adventure. But I'm diving into more art podcasting. <laughs> I'm going to art school this year, which I'm really excited about. And then um, I'm thinking about writing another book, and then, you know, just going to spend some time just like exploring, doing acting, exploring, creating some workshops. I love to teach workshops. So um, getting out there into communities, hopefully, and working one-on-one with people would be pretty awesome. I think that would be so amazing. I saw your Instagram story saying that you were coming to
0: Melbourne and I was like, oh,
1: cool, that's Are so Are you cool. in Melbourne? <laughs>
0: um, but I feel like we've really left... Loved- Yeah. Well, I'm Geelong now, but just an hour out of Melbourne. Yeah. So if you do one, I'll definitely be there. (laughs) Um, but I feel like, you know, we're really lacking that as, you know, as society at the moment, because of, you know, the last few years, so much has been taken away from us and especially a lot of people working from home and stuff, which, you know, we're just not used to, I guess, having so much alone time. And I feel like we're really lacking connection with people. So I love that you're going to start doing some workshops and stuff
1: yeah cool I'm excited I just love it I love being like feeling the energy of people and taking them on a journey and seeing them like you know come in like a little bit scared and then leaving like da, 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 da. like it's it's <laughs> leaving so open I know everyone can't see me on the video but um <laughs> but yeah I love I love taking people but on you're a smiling and shining bright yeah, <laughs> and I was opening my arms and everything
0: that if it's tune so into the video, beautiful. then
1: you'll know um yeah <laughs> yeah so I just like I really love that I love, I love oh. taking people on a journey yeah
0: oh that's amazing well I'll definitely be there when um one of the Melbourne ones happens so thank you so much for your time today absolutely love chatting to you and I'm excited for listeners to yeah get this episode into their ears I know there's so much goodness in them in there for them
1: thanks thanks for having me on
0: the show Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest
1: in you.